Welcome. I don't know what <laughs> did, you, did you see that? Hi. Welcome. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? This is raw. Let's keep that in there. This is Confessions of a PK. And uh, I am here with my awesome siblings. Um, my name is Sam. And um, it's, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you today. We're not going to edit this out because we want you guys to see the raw, the real, the truth about life from a PK's home. But um, not all of them will be unedited. Just... Wait, what? Not all the episodes will be unedited. No, 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 not all of them. But this one, this one is going to be <laughs> unedited. I just thought it was hilarious how my brother just eased his way into this. Hi. 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 <laughs> All right, so <laughs> All right, so I am Sam coming to you live from San Diego, California. And my I sister. am Dorcas, the second born, the most beautiful Sephora. And I'm coming yeah, live debatable. from oh, oh, calm debatable. myself. Calm debatable. myself. And I am talking to you guys from uh well right now North Brunswick, New Jersey. Jude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this is Jude. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm also coming to you live from Red Brunswick. I'm actually in a separate room. Burgess is right behind that wall there. Um, but this is not where I sleep. I live in Somerset. Wait. No. Wait. All PK don't sleep in the church? No. <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. You would think so. You would think PK live and sleep in the church. <laughs> a bed made in a separate room. That I I go to I, after we all say amen, we all share grace. And I get out of sanctuary. <laughs> I walk out the building. I just walk to a different room. Yep, work. that's it. <laughs> you know, someone is gonna believe that. <laughs> it don't work like that. Oh, soften the bottle. <laughs> that's what they're gonna. Say. I, I am I am officially done introducing myself. <laughs> um. So I am Daniel. I am the last born. I don't look it, but I am the last born. <laughs> that uh, is true. <laughs> And um, I actually live all the way. I can't say all the way because Samuel said California, but I live over in the Trenton area in Ewing. Um, furthest away. Yeah, I'm the furthest away in New Jersey, and uh, I live with my beautiful wife, my wonderful. Uh, are we gonna do wife too? Amazing. So wife. I'm married too to the most beautiful woman on the planet. I got a beautiful baby boy. That boy's smile will make you smile. That's how it is. <laughs> Not kidding. Uh, you go. All right. Well, um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. My sister-in-laws are beautiful. Um, the love of my life, the queen of my castle is Carissa. And, um, yeah, we both live here in San Diego together. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as they are all talking about, you know. I'm not done because my family is not just my wife. I got two amazing kids. And if you ask Ooh. them, they will tell you. That's two car seats. They will tell you, daddy is a king. <laughs> mommy is a queen. And we are prince and princesses. That's, that's, yes, that's you are beautiful. That's true. Yes. yes. As uh, they are talking about their spouses, I will talk about Jesus Christ, <laughs> who is the Lord and Savior of my life. Praise the Lord. Amen. For all of hey. us out there. 
Amen. It down. That, was a, that was a pretty good voice. Amen. That was nice. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. I try. Well, so I kind of want to give a little background. This is the first episode of this of this podcast of Confessions of a Pastor's Kid. Now, as some people may think, Confessions of a Pastor's Kid doesn't mean that we're here to confess to y'all. In they the tried it if that's what they thought. In the second grade, I cheated on a spelling quiz. I read the answer. <laughs> I read the answer. This is actually a true story. I, you know, you have to be like, I took meat from the jollof the mommy was cooking. I oh. stole some soup and I burned my tongue. I that. <laughs> <laughs> Go karma, Daniel. I hit it. And every time they'd be like, spell the word. And I'd be like, ooh. Perfect score in that test. <laughs> but no, that's not what we're going to be talking about here. Um, we just want to, um, this idea of sharing with the world, life as a life as a pastor's kid, you know, growing I'm up. I'm sorry, before we start, can we give a shout out to our parents? Well, Come on, in a rush for I'm not in a here. rush. This is it's not a structure here. It's exciting. Anyway, okay, before, we're gonna have to edit that part out. Before I was rudely, rudely interrupted, uh, this podcast is for us to share our life growing up in a pastor's home. Um, throughout this season, because we're gonna do seasons, uh, throughout this season, we're gonna we're gonna have episodes, and we get we get a chance to sit down with amazing people, um, some amazing PK, some PKs we know, some PKs that quite honestly we don't know very well, but um, we get to know them on this podcast, and we get to hear their story. I just want to share real quick that it is we're not here to complain and, and, and moan about being a PK. We're not here to say being a PK was so hard that it ruined our lives because I got to tell you right now, and my siblings here will attest to that growing up in a pit in a pastor's home, it was awesome. Um, it, it had challenges, but even in those challenges, we grew close together. Um, we really learned a lot. So we just want to share with you our experiences. And um, yeah, and like my sister said, we want to give a shout out to our parents. Um, some of you listening to this may know them already as Reverend and Reverend. Yeah. <laughs> Reverend, 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 Mrs. Reverend, Mrs. Reverend, Mrs. No, if you're going to say that, we say Reverend, Mrs. Reverend, Mrs. So they're both Reverend, Reverend. What did you just say? Reverend, Reverend, Reverend Herbert and Reverend Rosemere. Don't ask me where Rosemere come from. I think it's French. I don't know. It's not French. It's not French. I don't know. But anyway, they're amazing parents. And uh, yeah, any guy, anything you guys want to add before we dive into it? We want to thank our parents for raising that. the... Not, you don't know what I'm saying. Yo, about this to is say. like the depiction of siblings, and now we're just about to put Jesus in it. <laughs> we're right in the center. Jesus at the center. Um, interrupt you. Someone's always going to say something. You'd be like, I already said that. Like this is like this is, no this is raw. It's the reason why we're saying we're going to leave the first episode unedited because we want to show you guys exactly how we grew up, how we lived, how we, yep. we get mad at each other, and why we're so loud. Yeah, well, but that's that, be, well, because we're African. That's not, not my, yeah, that, this is true. This is true. This is true. We're not on our culture. You can blame that on our parents. They've never taken a phone call and actually. <laughs> <laughs> and the 
this. Hey, can you hear me? Mm. Oh, 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 they were like, oh, oh, oh. Me oh. We're also not here to, to turn up on our, <laughs> on our parents. Yeah. We love them. Our yep. culture. Oh, but, um, as Why I was saying, um, I wanted to say that we wanted to thank them for raising us the way that they did because it gave us a very solid foundation, especially with our parents. Um, they raised us not American way, like my big brother would say, they did not raise us African way, they raised us the Bible way. And we want to thank them for giving us a strong foundation, you know, which is on Christ, so that whenever challenges arises, we are able to stand strong. Um, I'm not going to lie, sometimes, you know, the scolding, we didn't like it, but we thank them for that, you know, and we'll get into it. So... Anybody else? Welcomes, 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 welcomes. Wait, was he going to say something, Jude? I just said welcomes. I said that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, so let's dive right into it. Um, we're going to try, we're going to try and keep this not too long because if we get, we, if you get us started talking about our upbringing, we can talk to the cows come home and we don't even have cows. So, uh, oats. Anyway, um, so the first question I want to ask you. Wait, did he say goats? A punch in the goats. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that caught that. I was like, is nobody else catching this? He said goats. We don't want to talk until the goats come home. By the way, uh, goat meat, <laughs> if you want some good food. Life. It's goat. life. Oh. Oh, mother. Dollars for cow meat. Dollars uh, for cow meat? I'm paying thousands dollars for You know, uh, so a, a little side note. This has nothing to do with our podcast, but welcome to our world. Um, did you see... <laughs> <laughs> did you see... Uh, uh, oh. Steve Harvey go to Ghana for <laughs> uh, Family Feud? She talked. Yeah. Someone said... Uh, she talked. Someone said, talk. cow meat. He goes, what is cow... Oh, you mean beef. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! Because he goes, what kind of soup? He goes, cow soup. <laughs> yeah, somebody asked me, um, somebody asked me today, does goat taste good? I'm like, yes. Yeah, and she goes, what does it taste like? And I'm like looking meat. at her like, no, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, it tastes like meat. She's like, oh, like like beef. And I'm no, like, no, it doesn't taste like beef. It tastes I'm like, like meat. Beef. I'm like, it yeah, tastes sure. better than beef. It tastes better than beef. Come on. Definitely anyway. Better than beef. Anyway, so let's dive into. So, guys, share with me a little bit. Um, I know we we are we are siblings and we all grew up in a household, but you know we we both moved to the United States when we were really young. Me young, you guys younger. Um, but walk me through how life was being raised in a pastor's home for you, like from each one of you, from the level you were, because as the first born, as the second born, third born, fourth, last born. How was it for you? Let's start with the younger one. The youngest one. Are you going to start with me? Um, So it's interesting because I think, I'm sorry? So it's interesting because you don't remember anything. Well, that's actually (laughs) what I was going to get into because I think, I think maybe I was just oblivious, but I didn't really feel like, 
you, I wouldn't know how that kind of life affected me until somebody actually said it. You know, like I remember when we were kind of while we were doing kind of getting ready for the podcast and some of the points that Samuel you would bring up. I'm like, oh, that's true. Yeah, that that that, that is how I felt after that. So I don't like it's just stuff that I don't I never really paid attention to because I don't know, to be honest, I don't know why I didn't pay attention to it. I never really saw life really differently. And I think it's because um, I kind of got to meet American mom and dad um, more than really anybody else. Um, and so I never really felt the the judgment and all that much pressure until later on, really. It was actually until um, the pressures of school came into play. And then I started realizing just how much people are looking to us to be like, oh, you need to, you need to be like extra good in school because you're a preacher's kid. And I'm like, oh, but what about all these other kids? Yeah, they need to be good, but you need to be great. And it's like, oh, boy. So I, I really started feeling the pressures later on in life and in college, um, as opposed to when I was younger, because and I think again, is because I got to meet uh, American mom and dad and I didn't really uh, feel too much of the pressures at a young age. So that's really how my experience was. That's awesome. By the hey, way, real, real quick, uh, go ahead, go ahead, sir. What are you going to say? What I was going to say is um, people of all ages, we will explain what American mom and dad is later. Oh yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> um, so real, real, real quick, are those my kids behind you? Behind who? Behind Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my kids. Yeah. I, I saw the big hair. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my wife. That's my wife. Uh, okay. That's my wife. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Jude, <laughs> you said Dorcas. I almost said Dorcas. Yeah, you almost said Dorcas. I'm like, I'm like, don't do that. She'll get mad. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm a little bit. I might be. I don't know exactly what Dorcas is going to say, but I'm probably going to be in between what Dorcas will say and what Daniel just said. In that, <clears throat> can you speak louder? Yeah, I was going to say volume a little bit. How's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's that? Okay. That's really good. good. Okay, so I I'm, I probably say I'm somewhere in between what Dorcas is going to say and what Daniel said, only because I agree with Daniel in that there are a few things that did not click to me, or I'm I didn't trying to look like Jude here. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't quite understand because I was so young and we had just come to a new country, and it's just like, oh my goodness, the culture shock. It didn't like it definitely didn't come as late as it came for Daniel. It came a lot sooner than it did for Daniel, but I'm sure with Dirkus and Samuel, for you guys, it was probably, and Dirkus, you're only a year older than me, but for some reason, I feel like we probably might be closer with Samuel. But in the moment, there were definite things that like stood out like, whoa, that is very different. And I have to get used to that, you know? Um, but I think more, more so, it wasn't until later on, like maybe like tail end of elementary school. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, I see what what the huge difference is between our culture and this American culture. So I'd never, I, I, I feel like I didn't feel out of place immediately, but it wasn't for long. It wasn't like long after 
we came here that I started to feel <clears throat> I am out of place. My culture is very different. My way of life is very different uh, than what I'm seeing here. And also what I've seen America to be is very different than what it is I'm seeing now. Um, so yeah, I think I think that probably that's probably gonna be <coughs> in between of what Daniel said and what Dirk is gonna say. So well, he was right because uh, I realized very quickly how different things were because already, like I'm a shy, uh, I was a shy kid and coming here, there was a culture, a culture shock. Like I couldn't, like I got made fun of, I got bullied like very quickly. And it was like, the only place that I felt safe was uh, basically at home. Um, and like being a preacher's kid too, especially like a, a female, that also like people send you everywhere. People expect certain things from you. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, like in our home, we couldn't necessarily, we couldn't have sleep, like not couldn't. I didn't have sleepovers. I didn't go to other people's houses for sleepovers. If there was a sleepover, it was more so we went to another pastor friend of my dad's house. We went to our online service. That's a sleepover. That, that's a sleepover. That's a sleepover. That is true. That is true. Also known yeah. as the watch night service. <laughs> and, oh yeah, that's true. You couldn't, what'd you say, Jude? I said Jesus had us over all the time. <laughs> that all is time. true. Because, like, when we're younger, even though, like, we didn't have the physical church building when we go to other places, we were the first to go in, the last to leave out. Um you know, during prayer time, you're being told to stand up and pray and all that because you were held to the standard. But with my parents, it was more so to them, as long as you please God, you please them. So when they're telling you to stand up, they're not telling you to stand up for other people to see. They're telling you to stand up so that they train you in the ways of the Lord. Um, but as a young person, of course, like I didn't like how some people treated me because being a preacher's kid, me personally, I felt like they took advantage of me and sometimes borderline looked down on me, you know, and I didn't, and I could feel it. They act nice to your face, but you know, so, and that what you was talking about, but the culture shock, I got it really early, like, Oh, things are different here. We can't do this. We can't do that in school. So I decided like in school, I kept to myself, you know, um, at first when we lived in Virginia, I tried to fit in with other girls and I kid you not, I remember these two girls were telling me, oh, if you want to fit in, you have to cornrow your hair and you have to wear big hoop earrings. And this is like third, no, fourth grade. Right. And I'm telling, yeah, I'm telling mommy cornrow my hair. So of course you cornrow my hair with my own hair. And then the big hoop earrings was like this big. <laughs> and weren't, weren't they clip-ons or something like that or no? No, 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 no. My ears are pierced. And uh, then I walked into school thinking I'm all of that. And they're laughing at me like, this ain't it. Yo, we you savage know? sometimes. I'm not going to lie. So Dirk, you said something. I think that for me was probably the hardest is the laughter. I, I didn't care so much about the bullying. Just, and to be honest, the bullying, with the bullying, mom and dad had to tell me, Jude, don't fight. Because he slapped a kid in the face. It's not even that. Because in Ghana, I was that person. Oh, you hit me? I'm going to hit you back. back. 
but here in America, you can't do that. Dude, don't fight. So like, that was a lot harder for me. So I think I could care less about, you know, you being aggressive with me or whatnot. But for some reason, the laughter just seemed to cut deeper. Mm. You know? Like, I'll never forget. And I think I told this story to like, you know, a lot of my really close friends, like I feel like they, they know they know this story, but I'll never forget second grade in this school, lunchtime, I'm fresh to this country. Someone took their foot. You know that thing that you used to walk on that touches the floor? Mm-hmm. They took it, they picked it up, and they kicked my sandwich out of my hand. <laughs> Yo. They, Martial arts out here. Yo, they Jackie Chan doing his thing out here. <laughs> and the whole cafeteria was laughing. Like that for like I could I could have cared less if like you know if I had done something whatever and like we got into an altercation. And we, you know, like I said, stuff like that don't bother me. Like I don't and I don't necessarily embarrass easily, but like if I do something that then gets people laughing at me the way that they do. It's just like, for some reason that that's, that really cuts deep, especially when I know that I am trying my hardest here to, to fit in for like, I'm like, and I'm not trying to say that, Oh, I'm fitting in because I want to necessarily be the way that you want me to be. But I understand that here in this country, you want to get friends. And you know, it's interesting because, um, like I actually did go through that. And that's why I said I realized it later on. It wasn't until I got to college that I would actually, I don't know why, but I would sit down and I would kind of reminisce. And I'm like, man, I was, I was bullied. Oh, wow. Like it wasn't until that time. Like, you know, they, they used to roast the mess out of me, but I don't know. It was, it was hard for me to care back then. And, and for me, I think, on. I cared because already in Ghana, we didn't have friends. And I think like with our family, a lot of people say like we're close knit and all that stuff. That's because when we were in Ghana, we didn't really have anybody but God, you know? So what we did was we had each other. And if worst comes to worst, if there's no food, there's nothing to do, you know, if there's a blackout, my dad is telling funny stories, we're laughing at things, we laugh, we fall asleep, we get up. We were, even though we knew we were going through hard times, we un, we remembered the love and the laughter more. So, and the same thing, so here, again, didn't have any friends or whatever, so you're trying to get some. But when you're making fun of you, switching with me, dark skinned, thick. Oh, that was like ammunition in their hands. And I remember big I was making fun. I was, yeah, <laughs> big head. <laughs> I was, I was made fun of. And my parents come to the school to complain and they still let this girl go. For, I will never forget that girl's face too. And if you show me a class picture, I can point her out. They let the girl go free. So that, that even made me kind of like cower in more and kind of keep to myself. It wasn't until like high school, like sophomore year or junior year in high school that I started to really come out of my shell, you know? And it wasn't until college where I really became myself. So like all these things come to play, like the culture shock, the um, the people, the laughter, like you said, yo, that laughter cuts deep. Yeah. Like the things that they say, it's like, okay, it hurts. But when they start laughing at you and it, you become like the like the butt of the joke, that's, that's not cool. You know, it's funny because I don't, I, 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 I Can think I ask the question? Reason... Are you going to say that every time you say something, Dan? Yeah, Dorcas, you had to say 
Well, actually, I said it's funny. I usually say it's interesting, but um, I don't. For me, I don't. I think the reason why it came so late is because, and as much as I hate to say it, um, I I did. I really didn't like quote unquote grow up until much later on. Like I remember when I was seven, seven when I said I wanted to be a pastor, um, and from seven years old until college in my mind being a pastor is the absolute greatest thing in the like in the world like it's it's fun it's this is that and it wasn't until college that god really started to train me and test me and i'm like man god i don't know if i want to do this <laughs> like I, I i don't know real, if this is really real what story I want to do, real right? story um and and i think going through that is what made me realize that man this is even being a preacher's kid is 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 really not fun. This this is not the life I really want to lead. lead. But hey, he's been given to me, so I got to do it. All right, so I have a question, and I think Samuel, you might probably be the best to answer this. So like, did not get to his portion though. Oh, let, let, no, go ahead, go ahead. Maybe Samuel could then talk about yeah. his aspect. Uh, you know, while answering this question, you know, Dirk, as you had made mention about, uh, you know we went through a lot in Ghana, but we didn't see it. We didn't realize, it's not that we didn't see it, but we didn't realize because we were we were, we were made to kind of focus on like, don't focus on those negative, focus on these positives. And it's kind of like in a way, mom and dad really sheltered us in that way to really help us. To protect us. Yeah, and obviously they're, they're protecting us. They want us to understand, like they know, they can clearly tell that, man, this life is not the life I would want for my family. Let me protect them. Hey, let me tell you a joke. We're struggling, but guess what? We're going to laugh through this. That sheltering um, behavior, that sheltering um, parenting, way of parenting, do you feel then that as time went on, we started to kind of feel like, oh, you got shelter us too much. Cause like, I know we talk about it all the time. It's like, oh, we feel like mom and dad sheltered us too much. We didn't really get to do a lot, you know, in our, in our youth, we didn't get to play on certain playgrounds. We didn't get to go to certain places cause mom and dad were so sheltering. Do you think that was just because they were so used to trying to protect us, <clears throat> excuse me, protect us from these negative things that like they can clearly see, but we're too young to realize that then even when we got older and we can clearly see the negatives, they were still doing it so much that we then started to get kind of like frustrated at them. Well, so for me, so it's a lot different than y'all, you know, cause and I think mom and dad still say to this day that I struggled with them and went through stuff with them. And like, so growing up, like you guys said, we didn't have any friends. So I didn't have anything to compare it to, mm. right? Um, because the, so one of the things I love about growing up in Ghana is the simplicity of life in Ghana in a sense that we went to... We went to like every school, public or private, you wore a uniform. So it didn't really matter what, what kind wore. of dress you're wearing because we were wearing the same colors. Mm-hmm. Now, some of us may have pants with holes in the bottom, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you can see my color. Yes, my didn't fit. Or the badge. Yeah. You know, or shoes with like, you know. <laughs> Oh, like socks today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so, but I didn't really focus on that because like Doka said, it was more of 
we're gonna walk home today after church. Mm-hmm. That was normal because there was no. We had taxi last week, and this we're gonna bring the money, so we're gonna walk. It was. Oh, we have taxi. That's new. So when we had money to do something, that was the the abnormal. The normal living was walk home. You're gonna walk home. Uh, you're probably gonna get kicked out of school three times this week because they haven't paid school fees. Mm. Like every day you wake up getting dressed for school now, and yeah, I'm only gonna be in school for only two hours today because. But I'm gonna, gonna go. They're gonna you come around. Like, am I gonna go to school today? Oh no, no, you didn't even ask. You didn't even ask ask ask, ask that question. You were gonna go to school. Oh yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. You're just you're gonna, gonna go. It's gonna come home early. <laughs> Are you gonna pray that? That day, they don't go around because, so for those of you listening who don't know a lot about Ghana culture, the way they collect school fees, you don't go to the office to pay school fees. Out in the open. They come to the classroom <laughs> to collect school fees. Yeah. <laughs> and you owe us this. Where's your money? Sometimes so, you get beat for it too. What, what, no, what do you mean sometimes? You mean sometimes? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> That's a majority of the majority of beatings we received in school was because because yeah. of school fees. Yeah. You know, you have money for school fees, and also in Ghana, also you got to bring your own desk and chair. You got to bring your broom. Mm-hmm. You have to bring your own cane. Well, some some schools had to bring your own cane. Uh, you got to bring your own. Um, you got didn't go to. Uh, Home school in Ghana, so you got you might not know this. You gotta bring your own catalyst. Mm-hmm. Know what a catalyst is? A machete. machete. Yeah. yeah. Um, you gotta so you gotta bring all of this. And if you don't bring it, you get in trouble because guess what? Everybody gets what we call plot. Mm-hmm. You get a little land that, that, take care of. that you take care of. So if you don't have a catalyst or a hoe or a broom. And you don't have a desk and a chair. Guess what? You ain't sitting down in a classroom. No. And when I got lucky once and I found a broken desk and chair, but it was it was cracked. I don't know if you guys ever experienced this on a on a chair and it wobbles. You know when it's a hole you oh, and it bits you. <laughs> That's the worst. Yo, you know, I will never forget how many times I've gotten I've had that happen to me in Ghana. I'll never. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So when you sit on this chair, sometimes I'll put my book on it so I can sit on my book. Harder than I was. <laughs> I just try to stay still. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? When mommy and daddy talk about these things, and then I'd be like, "Oh my goodness, that." I would say I'm like the Lord did not want me to grow up in Ghana. That's why He brought us here. And then mommy go, "Hey, that helped us. That yeah, helped that- us grow." They they don't. One thing about mommy and daddy, one thing about mommy and daddy, they don't really focus on the negative stuff. They focus Mm -hmm. on the positive. And I think to them, if you focus on the negative, it's not going to do you any good. Like that time, Jude, when we were listening to um, daddy's music and we, we just got emotional. The mommy literally was like, why? Why are you guys so emotional? Like, you guys should thank God. You know, yeah. you guys should thank God. That's how they look at it. But, but, but the, the, the reason for that, to be quite honest, is you can't control it. 
yeah. one. And if you don't have any control over it, there's really so laugh through it. The, the the way in Ghana there is a saying that says, and this is a little bit Kanawu is better than Fashomu. Like we're one of those people that well, I'm this is this is how life is. There is no sugar coat in it, mm-hmm. right? It's how life is, and that's how we're gonna do it. And that's it. And so what what can we focus on? We can focus on our reaction to what life is giving us, right? And our reaction to that is God's got this. You know, now all through this, not whenever they say that I struggle with them, I also saw the blessings of God with them. Right? Like I I be, being a pastor's kid, now there are some there are some lean times, right? But, <laughs> to but put the, it nicely. <laughs> he said but, mean times? I said lean. Lean, lean times. Uh, you know when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I tell you the house that we lived in, in the, the house that you, were, you and Jude were born in, um, you, got the, you guys never really grew up to see that house. It was one of the most beautiful houses I remember the corridor. I don't necessarily. It is. That house was gorgeous. Like the guy who built that house was way be- before his time, right? We couldn't pay rent, <laughs> but it was beautiful, right? Ahead of its time. I, I slept in a hallway, but it was a beautiful house. You know what I mean? Wait, we um, definitely remember that house. I don't. Do you? I remember the corridor. Oh, slept in the corridor. That one, right? Talking about the one in a crop, uh, in a oh, crop wait, wait. I mean, oh, the, the, the one in Kumasi, the one with Nedro. Oh, yeah, no, 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 shout no, out to that. them, too. <laughs> yeah, so you remember the one in a crop, mm. right? I'm thinking the one in Delt. I don't know, you, you guys won't remember that. You no. guys will not remember. There, there were two dogs in a house. Um, I don't that. yeah, you've, you've heard the story of when someone came into the house when you were a baby, Dorcas, and then this, and the same person showed up at Jude. Oh, wait, he showed up again. Yeah, he showed up again and mommy stood up like stood on the porch like come here and you'll see what's gonna happen and then he turned around and walked away I'm like mommy Daniel. okay I was about to say because when you said two dogs I'm like I remember a place with two dogs yeah that's when we were coming to America yeah okay all right I remember but but anyway so growing up in growing up in a past so my experience was I knew that Part of the reason why I didn't have many friends, there were multiple reasons. One, my dad was like the junior pastor and the glitter and glory of being a pastor, he he wasn't experiencing that just yet. Um, there were other pastors that were more mature, that more older and uh, kind of more- son, ever so nicely. You know, above him. And then, so, the respect wasn't like a hundred percent there yet. And then two, the friends that I could make were friends I could make at school. And those people weren't and about to answer a hundred questions just to be my friend. Oh. <laughs> right. They're not ready to answer where is your mom from? Where do you live? Does your mom know you're here? Like none of that. And also third, we also live in a very far away. We live about six or so miles away from the school. What? So, 
Yeah, so we didn't really have people around mm-hmm. to do that. So that's why I didn't have any friends. What's and friend? I had one friend, and his name was Collins. Collins Azraku, I will never forget him. But he was able to be my friend because his mom and dad were one of the deacons and elders of the church. You know, that was the only reason because mom and dad already approved of his parents. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even be friends with his siblings for some reason because they were girls, right? And But I was friends with him. So growing up, I knew that I had to I had to learn to be self-dependent. And I know I know I depend on God, don't want, you know, but I'm talking about like here on earth, I had to be, I had to be able to fend for myself. True. When when it comes down to it, it was just me. I didn't have anybody else coming. And my wife and I had this conversation when I hear people talk about here's my friend friends in the second grade. I never had that. Like, I don't have any friend that goes way back. Like, Collins is the only one I had, and I came to America, and our relationship, you know, just went the other way. So so it really, I really enjoyed growing up as a PK. And like, Judy, your question is, did I, do we think that they were protecting us? I saw that as protection. I never had any issue at all with the way that I was raised because... As a PK, there were not a lot of eyes on me growing up because he was a junior pastor, right? He wasn't Papi or mm-hmm. Pastor Enim or Pastor Adakwa or Pastor, like, for Swap, like, none of the, all these big, big pastors, like Manuela and Nana and Kobe. Those, uh, those were the ones that people were looking at at that time. I was, I was an afterthought as a PK, if that makes sense. That's, I'm not going to lie, that hurts. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But, then, but for you, for you and I, Durkis, and you too, Daniel, the reason why when we hear that, that hurts, and for Samuel, Samuel probably doesn't care that for her to be, to, yeah. you know, it, it's not it some life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's why, that's why I said that, like, for the three of us, that hurts because we kind of got to experience that eyes on you type of thing even though it was still a struggle we yeah. got to experience that a little bit we got to experience- really in ghana oh yeah so like for me i know for sure and i think the only reason why people their eyes were on me is because i apparently i looked so much like that apparently okay yeah, you looked exactly <laughs> like that man but like it was to the point where like if i'm running around they'd be like hey isn't that isn't that that, that pastor's kid i'm like Oh, so y'all know me only because I look. Yeah. Well, do they, 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 they knew you too? Because I remember someone asking me why did you ever wear trousers? Could you only wear that short green shorts to church? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the socks? With the socks pulled up? When it's time to take the family photos, we all got to wear them because that, those were our Sunday only. Our Sunday <laughs> <best. laughs> And we had to hold on to the flower. <laughs> our Sunday best. It was just our Sunday only. Yeah. My thing uh, is this. Yeah. <laughs> in Ghana, my this story, I'll never forget it. And this kind of like wraps up like, like the reason why I say that being an afterthought like hurts. Because 
when I was in good, I remember um, there was these um, other pastor's kids. I'm not going to name them, but they went somewhere like on vacation or somewhere. They weren't, let's just say for one Sunday, they weren't there. Right. And then they came back the next Sunday and it was like this big hoopla, like, oh, my goodness, where have you been? Like people were so welcoming, like in the class, in the Sunday school class. And, you know, we had the Sunday school in that school next to Odeon. Right. That's my school, baby. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> but then. The one we could afford. <laughs> <laughs> but then. But did we afford it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But then. um, What was it? Fast forward. Mama Joa, you know, got married. Shout out to Mama Joa. She got married. Flower girl. She had two flower girl dresses. I wore one and then the other. I wore it the Sunday we came back to Kumase, right? Nagala, I remember walking up to the school for Sunday school and I was thinking to myself, people are going to get excited to see me. I walk in, they did not even know I existed. They didn't know you were gone. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, they didn't know I was gone. That's what I'm saying. Like, nothing. And then I I was hurt because to me, this is me trying to think logically, like, if both of our parents are pastors, why am I being treated this way? But they didn't care. Like, um, like I'm getting scolded because I couldn't afford a black skirt and a white top for choir, for the children's choir. I would be, and you know, mommy loves to dress anointed, me. Anointed juveniles, got to get it right. Anointed juveniles and mommy, <laughs> mommy loves to dress me in puffy dresses. So I'm in this bright, puffy dress. Somebody used them black and white except <laughs> in the corner. And you know what's so crazy? Never forget that. And what's so crazy is when we were able to afford the black and white outfit, and I remember it I had a black and white on. band, and I had to get yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. And then I had like the black and white headband. I'm so excited, black shoes. Then we have to come to America. And oh. then I'm like, and I'm like, I, I only wear Yeah, but are you mad about that, though? No, no. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I only got to wear it one time. But my thing was, okay, like, God, you had to wait all this time. When I finally get it, oh, nah, you know. I have a question, though. I have a question. So you were upset that nobody really batted, batted an eye at you when you came back. But we're also really upset that everybody's eyes are always on us because you're different, you know? So, so here's the thing we want, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think that the thing is we wish we treated like everybody else when something good happens. Eyes were on us only when something bad happens. Mm-hmm. It's not just only when bad happens, eyes were on us to see that bad happened. Like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. We weren't ever looking to say, oh, I'm watching him to make sure he he does something good. It's, I'm watching him to for, do, to for make, something bad to happen. Yeah. Darkest got pushed to church and nobody, start. nobody I had to did run. anything until I, I came run. and picked her up. Wait, yeah. hold up. This I didn't know. Oh, you what? didn't know that, Daniel? You see I did the mark not on her, know that. You see the mark on her forehead? No, no, no. I knew she fell. I didn't know anybody didn't do anything. No. no damn. I didn't know that. Damn. People have got her to run. I have to go get her. I'm not going to lie to you. I know exactly who were there. I know their names. I know the guy that pushed them. Yeah, this is neither the time or place to those names. I will edit this video. <laughs> 
what what'd you say? What'd you say if, if you accidentally say the name? No, no, I, I never say the name, but I know the name and I know who's the parent is. They know. I know. Yeah, y'all. they know. But the thing is, <laughs> no matter what, those they protected that person. Yeah. They said that person never pushed me. But I'm like, first of all, I'm afraid of heights. What make you think I'm gonna jump off by myself? You know, I got pushed. Nike came. You know, they took me to the teachers. They using toilet paper to clean me up. They undressed me. I'm wearing my undergarment. Um, what you call it? Um, I forgot what it was called. And they wipe it. Nike has to run to go get mommy and daddy. And this is a part where sometimes I'm not going to lie, I get emotional. Because I will never forget daddy carrying me, right? And running. And the mommy's behind him, holding her clothes and running. Yeah, and if we running. get... Yeah, he was running and then because I'm bleeding and then they get to the the street. They're trying to find a taxi. They can't get a taxi. It wasn't until the person who was. Are they going to pay for the taxi? Exactly. We're gonna, but, not afterwards, but yeah. Yeah. But a person that somebody was having a wedding at the church, you know, and they gave their wedding car to mommy and daddy to take me to the hospital up like and what I think. I, when I got older, I got angry at the fact that you know this. It's like something bad happened to me, and y'all just watched. But if it was other people, you guys would have been okay. And another thing too, when those same people met us years later, yeah. they're gonna say they're gonna say that we were friends. Nope. Um, on which planet? Because the only so, friend I know was like we got a lot of shade being thrown today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, we don't want people to think that. Oh, like, and honestly, Dirkus, we've had this conversation. Dirks, we truly do forgive those people. We do. We truly do forgive those people. But I'm saying at the time, this is how we felt. One of those things where, like, you know, as young as we were, it's not something that you're gonna forget. Of course not. You're always going to remember how you felt. You're always going to remember your experiences. But we do 100% forgive those because. Yeah. So, so, so let me ask. Ask you this overall speaking do you feel like the negativity the negative challenges of being a pk was overpowering or was more the positive experiences it depends it depends on the situation i feel like yeah go ahead Douglas. i feel like um if i thought about it way too much the negativity would take over so I had to like train myself not to think about the negativity and kind of like talk to mommy and daddy more so that they'll help me through it. Right. And then I also had to also say to myself, you know, because I know the call that God has on my life. Right. He and I know Jude always say that, like kind of brings this up. But like when I got prophesied over that I was going to be a pastor's wife. I cried, you know, because I didn't I didn't want to be a pastor's wife. Like I told God, like, you know, I don't want to be a pastor's wife because, you know, those late the first ladies have to see people insult their husbands, talk about their husbands. And I didn't know if I had a heart or the tongue to hold back, you know, but I have to like now I have to constantly tell myself this is just training. This is just training. God is just training you. So like when it comes to I don't I try not to think about the negativity. I just try to focus on the positive, even though the negativity does get to me sometimes. But I, you know, I pray about it, dust myself off 
and I try to move on from it so that it doesn't block anything that God has for me. Mm. And the reason I said it depends is I think, and I'm, I'm only going to speak for myself in here. When it came to our family time and my personal walk with Christ and my faith and, and things like that, I think the positive side tend, tended to like strengthen me and push me along. Mm. When it came to how people treated us like outside of the home, I felt like it was more of the negative. Like I felt like people would come to the house whenever they would on those random occasions. And it's almost like, oh yeah, no, 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 we, we're cool, we're this, we're that. It's almost like that threshold of, you know, where our house is, where the outdoors are, was where it, it changed for me. Whenever people would come to the house and visit us, oh, you're a nice boy, nice boy. But you know, if you were to catch me outside, it's gonna be a different story. You ain't gonna stop. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Burger to say. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say how about that. <laughs> but yeah, that and that's just how I, I honestly looking back, that's how I honestly felt feel about it. I don't think it's the same way now, not at all. I think right now, whenever those negatives come, it, the positives are so much more overwhelming that I, it, it's hard to really focus on it. I think sometimes <clears throat> I think of the negatives and then I'll get emotional because I think about how much of the positive I am experiencing right now, you know? So like sometimes when I cry or like, you know, and yeah, for those of you. <laughs> I knew he was going to say something. <laughs> I'm emotional. It is what it is. I'm not going to shy away from it. I cry sometimes. I'm six foot two. I'm 200 and pounds. <laughs> sometimes I cry. Oh, man. But, I think Daniel's the only one that doesn't cry among us. Oh, man. But He's it, coming. No, when we come to daddy, he will start crying. Yeah, but Probably. It, I don't know. I, I cry because I'm not necessarily. You're grateful? Yeah. I'm like, man, look at where we used to be and look at where we are now. Won't he do it? Like, you know what I mean? So was was the question, um, does the um do the negatives outweigh the positive? Was that was that what you were yeah, saying? Yeah, do you do you think generally your experience was a negative one or a positive one? That's a people. Um to be honest, I don't know because it, I can't remember a lot. I, 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 and I'm, I think, talk, I'm, well, I'm talking about your entire life. Yeah, I think Dan just doesn't think, think about it. But but yeah, I, it's so hard for me to think about it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Can I then say something and then you tell me how, if I'm correct or not? Okay. I think because of his age and because he really got to experience American, quote unquote, American life PK. He does, I don't think he'll be able to tell you, oh yeah, the negative outweigh the positive because more often than none like again mom and dad did their very hardest and even us your siblings daniel we did our very best to also protect you how many times in school when someone tried to do something you and you even said yourself it wasn't until later on that you realized oh i was bullied like (laughs) (laughs) like, we we worked so hard to like you know shelter you and shield you away from all those things even when Mm -hmm. Yes, the, the kids started to realize, like, oh, we are the poor of the poor. Like, I wish we were poor, 
but we're not. We're just poor. (laughs) Man, I would give anything to be poor today. Like, no, today you are. Oh, there's a calm down with that. No, No, this was before. That was before. Like, yeah. When you think about like how how tough it was for us, you would just settle for being just poor. I would have I would have settled to be struggling. (laughs) But like, so Daniel didn't quite experience that. So it's hard. The thing is. So like, I remember there was this one specific day where mom sat us down and dad wasn't there at the time. Um, I think he had gone to New York, might've been a Sunday night. Um, but mom sat us down and he, she actually told us like, we just want you to know that right now, we just don't have it. If you feel as though we're not giving it to you, we just don't. And she was like yeah, really, really honest I remember with that us. night. I remember that Jude night. Jude and Dorcas started crying. Now for me, I understood what was going on. I understood, yo, we ain't got no money. I understood that. But um, because, and like this goes back to what you said, Jude, because you, Everybody protected me from that because even when things got bad, dad, get out the piano, let's start singing. Dad, we'll start praying. We'll start telling stories. We'll start. I only remember story time. I only remember singing time. That's literally all I remember because, and I'm grateful for this because I've every, literally you, everybody in the family always shielded me and protected me um, from that. Um, and I, I, so what I remember is only the good. So I think Jude, I agree with you. I only remember the good. There's really no negatives that come to mind. So when Daniel, I, when I think of being the PK. Yep. So let me ask you. Yes. You know, genuinely, how do you feel about that? What you just said that, do you feel like you were robbed of some experiences? So yes and no. Um, I, uh, I don't like to get upset by that because I do like, you got a great family. What are you being upset about? You know, I, 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 these are the things I sometimes think about, but at the same time, when I got to college, it was a huge change. Like it oh, yeah. hit me super hard to the point where I was a semester late graduating um, to the point where I had completely lost all motivation to do anything when I was in school because I had been so dependent for so long that I never really had a chance to be independent until I got to college. Um, so when I, when I think of that, I start to get upset, but then I quickly stop myself on my Daniel, but nevertheless, you had a great family. So you better shut your mouth and you better live this life and you better discipline yourself and get through it. And um, so that, that's really where I'm coming from. Okay. So I, I, I guess for me, coming out here in America, like you said, when we came to America, things changed really quick, right? Um, For me, per se, because you guys, something happened at church that we're not going to talk about here that made dad decide to move to Virginia, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The plans that was had to be the... That didn't pan out right away. So you guys live in Virginia. What's that sound? Someone's calling Daniel. Um, Put your phone on mute, please. um, My phone is the camera. But, um, what's my train of thought? Anyway, so you guys moved to Virginia and I had to stay in Connecticut. So for me, the moment we came to America, my life kind of got twisted around where I was the PK, but with no... P. Does that make sense? I was a pastor's kid, 
I'm just a kid. Without any pastor around, right? Because I lived with my aunts and uncles and then went to college right after. And was I bullied in high school? No, because I was a big, tall, well, I was lanky, tall dude, right? No one really picked on me, but I wasn't dumb. I could hear them talking behind my back. But the difference between, I guess, myself and you guys at that time was, I honestly didn't care, right? Right. Uh, people were, and I was 17 too, so I was older. People talked, I hear the, uh, the make fun of my accent. And also, <laughs> they made fun of the way I dress. And to be quite honest with you, looking back, I deserve to be made fun of what I, cause- Yeah, you, you wore some stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> you wore some stuff. <laughs> Because listen, listen, in Ghana, right? To bully you. In Ghana, in secondary school in Ghana, you have to dress up. You wear a shirt, ironed, tucked in, pants, ironed, right? Um, (laughs) Like they actually, on Mondays, they do health inspections in Ghana schools. Your nails have to be cut, no dirt under your nose, your socks have to be clean, your shoes have to be clean, your pants, they need to see the crease in your shirt and your pants. Like it was, it was immaculate. You have to be tip top shape. And also when I was in Ghana, I was, I was on the path to be the school prefect as someone that other people respected. What you said? You explained what a, a school prophet? Prefect. 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 Oh, okay. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that Can was. Can you still what? explain that? What? It's like class presidents, like okay. a student, student body president. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Um, so that's, that's a position that people look up to you. Right. Also in Ghana, the way the school is like, I, education is such a big deal that if you go to school and you play sports, you're not as respected as people who play sports in American schools. Mm-hmm. Right? American schools, you play sports, you're the popular kid. In Ghana, when you play sports, it's because you're dumb and you can't keep up with academics. Right? So being... What? That's sorry, popular kids. <laughs> it, that, that's what it was. The popular kids in Ghana schools were the ones who were the nerds, the geeks, right? The the ones who are on their way to do something greater, right? So I was- Engineers. A, I was, I was my, I had three majors in Ghana, right? Doctor. I was a, I was an economics major, government major, and geography major, because I wanted to go into politics, right? Um, that kid's too nice to be in politics. Oh, I'm great to be, I'll, I'll be a great politician. Um, but, the issue is I come to America and everything I knew as a popular kid in Ghana, in my school, not at church. Remember my church, I wasn't a popular kid. In school, I was a popular kid. Um, but I come to America and I realize nobody cares about the fact that you're pulling straight A's in your classroom. Mm-hmm. Yes, you bullied even more. The teachers <laughs> love me. Teachers. teachers teachers absolutely love me. And because they love me, that made me even worse, right? Yeah. I never once ate in a cafeteria in high school. 
I'll take my food. I always get a pass to go sit with my math teacher to eat. Look at this guy. You are literally the stereotypical <laughs> teacher's pet in every in every high school movie. You were the kid that got- I was. I was. Here's the thing. On my senior skip day, this is how no. nerdy I was. No. Senior skip day, I skipped the first two periods of class. And I was so scared. I skipped and I went to the library to do my homework. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and starting third period, I went to class. And I was one of maybe three people in class. Wait. A day. See your skip day as in like... Um, it's okay for seeing to skip school. It's not okay, but they all do it. Yeah. Oh, well, I went to all my classes. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Right, but but I'm trying to tell because I was now living the life I live in Ghana's church. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So school was where I found myself. School was where I was somebody. School was where people respected me, and I I can I can give orders. Right? You got you had it so much better than me because I was nobody in school no, 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 I'm or in about, church. I'm talking about in Ghana. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but then I came to America and I realized that ain't nobody care about you in school. You know, I, I, I think I said this once. Uh, so I used to wear grandpa's um, old sweaters. Oh, not kidding. Not kidding. But don't uh, laugh at them because them Kooji sweaters like three hundred, four hundred dollars now. Like, dude, them things are expensive. Very bad. And my my <laughs> my initiation to American tradition called dressing up for Halloween. I dress up one day because I have my khaki pants mm-hmm. and I used to wear glasses. Was it pleated? And I dress. It was no, nah, I wasn't pleated. Uh, Corduroys, right? And it and wasn't I went pleated, so that's good. It how wasn't pleated. Jude, what'd you say? How did he get out the house in unpleated pants? That's true. I did you. How did that happen? <laughs> that, right. He always had to wear pleated pants. Show, show us your ways, not kick. Show it was, us your it, ways. It was, it, was, it was Americans' pants because grandpa's, uh, it, was, oh. it was grandpa or uncle car, someone in that house. So I wore it, right? And I was at school, and these people were like, yo! Trying to be like Bill Cosby today. <laughs> and I was like, who? Like Bill Cosby. You know I mean? dress like Bill Cosby. And I was like, this is my regular self. No. <laughs> it wasn't until years later. I look, I'm like, oh, I was dressed like Bill Cosby in those spots. But but the issue is I I begin to realize that. I miss home. I miss Ghana so much. So the thing that got me connected to what I was good at in Ghana was in Ghana, because we're such a military-style military culture, in our schools, you stand in formation, you march, you do the national anthem, like you do all this, that's, that, that shows that you're a soldier. So I decided to do something that reminded me of Ghana. Something that brought me back to the structure 
that I was used to in Ghana schools because American schools didn't have that. So that's how I got into the military. And I got into the military and I was like, Welcome home. Was it what you expected? It was exactly what I expected. (laughs) And and I was on top of my game again. I won the best student award. I it, it was like I was like, this is this is me. And then of course that didn't last because God was like, uh, yeah, this is not what I called you to do. So like, <laughs> <laughs> no, so God has a way of kind of like bringing you back to His reality. You yeah, know? it it was it was just amazing to be able to to be able to realize that. So the one thing I wanted, the last question I want to ask us to kind of dig into dig into is all of these values that we were raised with, and this is where we're gonna get a little real. Every single value we were raised with, do we still have those values? And are we going to transfer those values into our own families and our kids? I will say that, yes. And I'm, and I'm talking about all of them. The whoopings and all? Mm-hmm. For me, okay, this is my thing. Okay. <laughs> I will... I value everything. And of course, you can't let go of discipline. You know, being like I used to teach daycare, like as you guys all know, and some people uh, that are listening, you may not know, I was like a daycare teacher for like four years, right? Or for like four and a half. This is my thing. If you don't discipline a child, it makes everybody else's life a little harder because them kids do not like to listen. But um, I uphold every value in which my parents raised us with. Our parents, I'm sorry, I said my, our parents raised us with. Um, as for the whooping, now, okay, that let's let's talk. All right. The Bible says, you know, if you spare the rod, you spoil the child, right? That's not so, true, not in the Bible, but okay, go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying this. <laughs> But what I'm trying to say, like disciplining a child, right? That you have to di- yeah. yeah. So you have to discipline a child. I will discipline my child, um, but according to how their personalities are like. For an example, the four of us, right? Whoopings don't work on some. Whoopings worked on some. Some of us deserved the whoopings. Dude, dude, you can't get mad because dude, you shouldn't say a name. You can't get mad. She didn't say a name. Hold on, I can't hear him. I don't understand why she keeps glancing over at my video block. How, you, how can you tell? How can, how can you tell? I wasn't looking at you. I can tell because she kept on doing this. Some of us <laughs> did not learn from our beating. Some of us. The beat Dude, Jude, then, this is, I was looking at my see, video. I, think, I wasn't I looking at guilt. you. Why is this is guilt? It's, it's, I was it's, looking it's at my you, video, not you, but I'm just saying, like, I think we spoke about this before where Nake says that for him, mommy and daddy being disappointed in him was all the, the kind of like the discipline he needed, right, to do better. But that didn't help me, though. This still beat me. I know, I know. For me, for me, like being disappointed, even a lecture alone, a lecture alone would get me to act right. Right. Don't don't you know, don't yell, just, you know, lecture me. And that would make me nervous. Right. Daniel, I don't. This is, I'm just the same. You don't you nec- tell me to stop and I'll stop. You yell at me. Daniel, that's it. That didn't necessarily get whoopings, you know. Beating Daniel the same way they beat us. That's child abuse. First, 
<laughs> it's not that it's child abuse. Beating us the way they did is child abuse in America. Beating Daniel the way they beat us would be child abuse in Ghana. Like that's how bad you know what he was too young to to deserve any. Yeah, because Daniel was young. Um, my brother Jude, on the other hand, I would say I, would say I was more of. Thank you for taking over. <laughs> the beatings didn't work because I just started to I, I started to get get a tougher skin. Yeah, but the lectures didn't work either. The yelling didn't work either. The lectures were annoying enough. Oh, uh, okay. Multiple times, I'm like, oh, you know what? Uh, you win, you win, you win. All right, all right. And but, but here's the thing. Did the lectures help not because it worked or because you just like, okay, it is annoying. Oh, oh stuff, so you didn't annoy me anymore. I was fed up. I was like, you, you, you win. You can have yeah, it. So the lectures didn't actually work. It was just the fact that it was done multiple no, no, okay. times. Okay, in all honesty, in all honesty. Did I stop? If I stop, it didn't work. Yeah, but did it, did it work the very first time? First of all, when when the automobile was first invented, it did. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> okay, this is my thing. saying? You guys. The Wright brothers invented the plane. You think it flew the first time? Yeah, no, you did, yes. <laughs> that very first time? Yeah. Okay, you guys, no, look, we have to clarify some things, right? Lectures, oh, I, I feel like lectures do work. Um, I feel because for me, lectures do work because what it makes me do is it makes me think, right? The thing with lectures is that when mommy and are lecturing, number one, there's no end to the lecture. They can think of a new thing to say, and they can come to your room like, and another thing. I don't think it works because I just tune out. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, no, no, but that, but then that's just a you, pro, that's a you thing, right? But I feel but, like. It, but here's the thing: there's a difference between a lecture and a sermon. Uh, that's true. That's they gave us they gave us a lot of sermons. <laughs> the sermons work. The lectures did it. Really? You know, when they brought, no, you, you know why? Because when they brought out the Bible and you knew the word of God is true, they like, uh, you know, you did wrong. Uh, I, either one worked for me. When they, brought out, when they brought out the sermons, it helped me to realize not only was I really disappointed and dumb, but I was really disappointed in God. I'm just and like, that's what we did not want to yeah. do. And Although I would say, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. I was going to say, um, it wasn't until later on, I would say, that the lectures stopped working for me because I hung out with Jude quite a bit. And so I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 like, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to, like, call out Jude or anything, but it actually got to a point right, where it was just like, <laughs> it was like, oh, it's whatever. Like, yo, they just, you do something bad, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in all honesty, like, with you guys, like, with the sermons, I would say the sermons worked much better than the lectures because, like Jude is saying, we did not want to disappoint God, not because we were preachers' kids, but because we were Christians. Christians. We're Christians. So, like I said before, to my parents, um, if you to please them, they want you to please God. You know, so because if you please God, you please them. So if we're not pleasing mommy and daddy, right? It's like, oh, we, we might not be pleasing God. And, you know, you get the lecture, like, you know, some things will happen. And then it's like, Dorcas, you know, the Bible says, or, and it's like, you. and then the thing is, 
at, at a young age, sometimes a little bit now, you're afraid of the end times. You're afraid of the rapture. You're afraid you're going to be left I behind. You wake up and everybody else quiet yeah. and you felt like nobody was home. Wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. Hold you up. Know, you know, um, for me, it was all of the above. It was the lectures, the sermons, and the whooping, right? Uh, so they would give the sermon before because they would open the Bible mm. and let you know. Why you're getting disciplined. Why you're getting disciplined. And then you get the whooping. And then after the whooping, they will talk about Lecture. Now, let's talk about why you got the whooping. I'm a, but you told me why I got the whooping. No, no, no. We told you why we need to whoop you. Now, let's talk about why you have to get so it was just like the bible said i should beat you so that's why i'm beating you but why do you have to get a beating because you did this 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 and that all right so i got all three of them Hard and broken. the bible does not literally say yeah no let's let's not <laughs> let's not say that the bible the bible does say in a, a, a fully abides in the heart of a child by the rod of discipline. No, when you look at Proverbs 13, 24. It's like the rod of discipline is like how the shepherd uses the rod to guide the sheep. Okay, listen. But he said discipline. Hold no, on, hold guide. on. Hold on, you guys. Discipline. If you read, if you read, Jude, if you guys read Proverbs 13, 24, I'm sorry, I had to bring it up. It says, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Yes, but that, what I'm saying is discipline doesn't discipline is a form of guide guidance. Mm -hmm. When you're guiding someone, <clears throat> it, it, discipline is that is a form of it. I just don't want people out there to think that oh Christians are finding an excuse to beat their kids. No, when it's it's just like is just that in our culture beatings were a form of discipline was a form of discipline. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I want I want to Proverbs 23 13 says, if you beat him with a stick, he will not die. Don't fail to discipline your child. The rod of punishment won't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> okay. This, this is my thing though, but a lot of people. A lot of people would take that Bible verse and Peace. run with it. The Lord. Honestly, I don't want people thinking that, oh, that's the reason why Christians. No, 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 no. Look, no, no. discipline is important. I say, like, you can't tell me that, like, when when a child is misbehaving, you pat them on their bottom. You're not hitting them hard, but you're letting them know that this is something we don't want you to do. Or, like, you grab them and, like, you pull yeah. Find forms that work for your child, though. Like, like your child is reaching for a fire, a stove that has the fire on there. You're smack their out. hand out of the way. No, I'll let them reach for it. If it burns, it won't touch yeah, it again. But at, <laughs> in, in the same way, you're, you're, if you're quick enough. You'll want to go and quickly pull that baby away. You'll probably pull them in a way that you wouldn't normally pull a baby. That that in itself is like, look, this is my way of letting you know bad thing to do. Yeah. yeah, my thing is find a way in which discipline works for your kids. Hold on, can I say for the day, <clears throat> may I finish? Oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead because it's not too. Disciplined. Like when, um, when I was a daycare teacher, sometimes all I had to do was look at a child. I just had to look, and you knew not to do what you were doing. So in order for me not to, and then when it did something good, I had a different look. So kids are smart. They know the difference. So when 
they they did not want to do any in all honesty i channeled mommy anytime they were going to do anything bad and they saw me looking like they didn't want me to look at them in that way because the eyes got wide i got stiff and my teeth got clenched like clenched my teeth and they knew not to do it but if they were doing something good i'm all happy like i'm over the top so that i I like to let them know, I want you to get, keep doing good things so that you get this kind of praise from me. You know what I'm saying? So, damn. It's not every aspect of our, I guess, the way that mom and dad raised us that you're going you're gonna to adapt. You're going you're gonna to do more so towards the tail end, not necessarily the early stuff. When yeah. You- yeah. Well, well, yeah. And, well, and, the early and, end, like you said, is frustration that... Well, the thing is, so... Yeah. One of the things, I, and I will close with this. Dan has is, something to say. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Daniel. I was going to say, so I would actually keep essentially everything. I can't think of all the values right now. But I, I would say I would keep everything except for the fact that, except for the sheltering. So hmm. I think there are times when I would actually allow my kids just a little bit more than, say, I got or the rest of us got because I know how things were in college when I didn't get that. And I'm like, I don't want my kids to have to deal with what I dealt with in college because it was a huge culture shock. I don't feel like, um, you know, now I'm in college, doors are open. I can do anything and completely forget about why it is I even came to college, you know? In all honesty, with in mommy and daddy's defense, right? And I'm sure all of us will agree. They did what they did um and i'm not they didn't do anything bad but mommy and daddy um the times in which we were in you know they did what they had to do to protect us they knew the quote unquote they knew the horrors that were going on right they knew we didn't have any money we didn't have any friends you know you know Everybody knows like how daddy grew up. You know, he said like, he was never at home. He was in the ghettos somewhere in Ghana, sleeping on the street. You know, mommy had a hard life growing up and all that stuff. So it's like, let's protect our children because they oh, don't see, ne- The thing is, so like at one point, it wasn't even mom and dad that were doing the sheltering. And even you just brought up this um, some, some time back. Um, it was even you guys. And I'm not trying to hate. Uh, again, you know, I'm honestly, so I'm not going to lie down. It was hard for me to stop sheltering you when you got yeah. to college. Because I had to keep telling myself, he's a grown man. Right. He's and you see man. even that right there. So, like, I'm not saying I'm going to allow my kids to just do whatever. Absolutely not. But there are certain leeways that I'm like, OK, um, I, I had gotten sheltered and it was great and, and things like that. Um, it, it was great to see the love that I received from my from my family. But there was a bit of a consequence to certain things. So, you know what? I'm going to open certain doors slightly. Um, and obviously, I just have to pray and be careful with, you know, opening certain doors. I don't want to lead my kids to a place that they don't need to be. Um, so I think I'll keep all the values, but it's just certain, you know, certain things I'll probably like just you give keep my them, kids a little room. Yeah, certain things like, will be. Like Wine and Woods, instead of, instead of just saying, hey, you can't go back past building six. Say, so, hey, you can go past building six, maybe seven. But you know what? Be careful and make sure you always have somebody with you. You can't do it by yourself. You know what I mean? Just things like well, that. So. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for sharing. I want to say this, Daniel. 
Yep. I will I will always protect you. Of course. Uh, it, it, for uh, me, it's one of those things. Even on his wedding day. Look, the I wedding was, is what I made was, me realize that I, I can't still, stop this. I was still protecting him because I remember um, we came to New Jersey and I'm like, walk me through your wedding plans. I'm like, oh boy, I need to take him. Right? And it, it's, it's that, you know, you're my boy, all of you. You're my boy, Dorcas. You're my, my baby sister. And there are, there's going to be some level of protection and some level of things I'm going to do, right? And, and and this is just me straight from being an older sibling to all of y'all, right? But to kind of wrap this whole thing together, share a, a story. I think I've shared with you guys before. On my 20, 27th birthday, mm-hmm. I was living in L.A. And mom called me to say happy birthday. And dad wasn't on the phone. It was just mom that called. And I remember because I was driving somewhere. And he called. she called and she, you know, she did a whole happy birthday thing. My firstborn son, you know. I'm like, yeah, I mean, sure. You know, and then she said, there's something I, on my heart I want to share with you. And then it got, it got, it got real quiet and real deep and serious. Really quickly. has changed. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And he, and she said, I just want to apologize to all the beatings that I beat you in anger when you were young. Right. And for me, that moment right there encapsulate everything about why I love our parents. And if any of the parents out there listening to this, we're not saying disciplining your kid in a form of beating them is bad or any type of discipline is bad. But remember this, when you realize that you have crossed the line, it is okay to go back to your child and say, I'm sorry. And I do that to my own kids. Because sometimes my own, especially Ian. I love What would you say? Especially God, Ian. I love him. But there are days where he makes me. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> I think, Goes around, comes around, right? I think I have spanked him. <laughs> I have spanked him a few times in anger. And, and I realized right away especially when I spank with my hand, I realize right away and I pull him close to me and I say, I'm sorry. Now there are days where I realize that I've done something wrong and I don't do anything because I was still so angry. And that's the, and those are the days he goes, you were mean, mean dad. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then a day later he comes back, <laughs> I, I love yeah. you, dad. <laughs> you know, Immediately. <laughs> but know that there is grace in this world that you can go back to your child and say, that wasn't the way I was supposed to discipline you, and I'm sorry. And I want to end with this Bible verse that raise up a child the way he or she should go. And when when they grow up, they will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. And I really believe deep in my heart that our parents raises the way we should go. Every single one of us is sitting here today because of the good job, actually scratch that, of the excellent job, great job that they did. So we want to dedicate this first episode to our parents. Oh, we 
gonna miss this. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely gonna miss this. I need I to just, throw them right here. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm gonna because I'm gonna put up a picture of them. We love them. Like I'm, I'm gonna pull uh, out my inner Juden sample. <laughs> I love We want to dedicate this first episode to you. And to be honest, we want to dedicate this entire series to you. Um, we, we love appreciate you, guys. you. And 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 to be also fair to the people, especially the PKs out there, and we're gonna go around and give one advice to other PKs. My advice, I'm gonna stop. My advice to you, no matter how old you get, you are still a PK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your mom and dad will still want to protect you. Mm-hmm. And if There's you're the youngest so- one, your entire family will want to protect you. There is, there's, I can't tell how many aspects of this particular podcast that we've gotten so many advice and suggestions <laughs> from our parents <laughs> because they care. Yeah. Especially so in the middle of my, the night. So my advice to you, PKs out there, we know it's hard life out there. It's a hard night. No, I'm stuck. <laughs> but to make life a little easier for you, it gets better. Yeah, it does. As you get older, you begin to understand more why they do the things they do and have grace for yourself and have grace for your parents because they care. They may not know how to show it sometimes, but yeah. they care. Docas, what, what advice do you give to our young PKs? Um, to our young PKs out there who... You say young you know, piggies out there? No, young PKs. PKs bro, <laughs> man, y'all don't listen to him. Um, But what I would tell you guys is... Number one, find your relationship with Christ. You know, you have to have your own relationship with Christ. Because one thing that my parents, our parents did for us was they introduced Christ to us and we gave our life to Christ willingly, you know, by our own accord. Because if you depend on your parents' faith, it's only going to take you just so far you know you have to accept christ for you and put your faith in him and he will help you another thing too is your parents are doing the the best they can because the position in which they are in they are caring for a flock because the bible says like you know the pastors are like the shepherds of the church they are caring for a flock sometimes it might be just five people 50 100 sometimes over well over 2000 or so just know that you matter. You know, I just want you to know that you definitely do matter. It might be hard. You might be feeling pressure, but you matter not only to your parents, even if they're busy all the time, but you also matter to God and you are in this uh, position that, you know, God wanted you to be a PK for a reason, you know, so depend on him trust him and know that the plans that he has for you will come to pass on to the third born um yeah so my advice is just remember at the end of the day that you are human um i think a lot of the times we we tend to forget 
that, hey, I made a mistake. Own up to that. Own up to you, the fact that you made a mistake, and don't let that define you. I know a lot of the times as PKs, as pastors' kids, um, people tend to just to look at any type of mistake that you made and use that as some way or as um, some type of ammunition. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, some type of ammunition to make you feel like you are the worst person ever. Um, and I say that you know, with my own, from my own experience, don't be, don't you yourself be one of those people. Don't treat yourself as you're the worst person. All right. Mike, please. Oh, you're a little low there. Uh, the Bible says we all fall short of the glory of the Lord. Which means you will make a mistake. You're human. You are, you are going to make a mistake. Um, so when that happens, dust yourself off, move forward, trust in God. And I guess it's my turn. Um, so I think one thing that as a PK you need to remember is you, it's okay to let things out. It's okay to talk about some of the things that you go through. You know, if you sometimes you feel as though everybody wants you to be perfect, but it's okay that, like you said, when you mess up, dust yourself off and get back up. And it's okay to go to somebody and say, this is what I'm struggling with. I need you to help me. Um, it's okay to find, whether it's, it's it's your own parents or whether it's, you know, what, even if it's other PK friends or even if it's just somebody that you know you can trust, it's okay to go to somebody and say, I'm really struggling right now. I need you to help. Because when you bottle all that inside of you, it might be okay for a while, but whether it's a year later, two years later, three, it doesn't matter. Sometime down the road, everything's going to blow up and it's, it's going to hurt you. You're going to end up falling even further than you, than, than you might even want to. Um, so don't be afraid to just let it out. Sometimes you just need to vent. Sometimes you need to, um, you need actual help from somebody who's going through the same thing as you. So don't be afraid to talk to somebody. All right. Thank you. And and honestly, PKs, find other PKs that you trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I've realized, I am grown, but whenever I'm around my siblings and other PKs, it is so much fun because we understand each other. We're fun people. We, oh, yeah. we, we get to be around. We get to be around each other. And also, here's a little advice. Nobody asked, but I'm going to say a little advice to church members. If you're listening to this, we understand that when you see us, you see the image of our parents in us. And we are, we are um, grateful for you. We're grateful for that. And we are flattered. But please remember the calling is on our parents. Can I actually say something to uh, pastors' kids? Not pastors' kids. Um, church folk, the yeah. congregation. Um, I know you go. We all go through a lot. I know that you always want to talk to your pastor. Um, just remember, sometimes we also want to talk to our parents. Um, I'm not saying don't talk about your you know issues, but just remember the pastor has a family. My, my issues come first. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just saying, just remember, your pastor has a family, 
Right? That yeah. might be something to keep in mind. If you're going to call at six o'clock at night, just remember they might be having dinner. I don't know. Just know, it's just to keep these things in the back of your head. Um. Okay, let me say something to the congregation real quick. Oh, oh it's time. You started it. You started it. I wasn't one. I Go ahead, Darkus. This is my thing. Okay, so church folks, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, we thank you for the help, and we thank you for like all that you guys do. We really do. We really appreciate it. Um, this is also another thing too. Um, it's how should I put it? I don't know. How Pre- do you put it? Preachers, kids are also kids, you know, like my big brother, um, Nike said, you know, it just so happened our parents are the pastors, you know, sometimes it, it's, it would be best and greatly appreciated. And I know that some people might think, oh, it comes with the job and all that stuff, but just know when the pastor's preaching, he's not only preaching to me. He's also preaching to you. So just because you fall and that's okay. And if I fall, it's it's not fair to think that if you fall and get back up, it's okay. But I should never get the chance to fall. Like you said, you know, everybody falls short, of, you know, of, of the glory. Like there are times where we're going to fall and all that stuff. But just realize we're also human and we're also Christian. We fall down. Oh, like very, right. very pitchy. Yeah. That was a little flat. That's the reason why I don't sing. There was no me fall down, but we get up. That's way. That's on you. Yeah. <laughs> that's on me. Hey, my, anyway. But, my, but the oh, thing is, we, okay. you, you started singing off key, but. Wow. We are Hurry up, grateful Dorcas. for you, but just know that we're also human too and we do make mistakes. Thank you, Dorcas, and thank you everybody for joining us. Dude, hey. you are just shady. We are so we are so excited. And mom, please, if you listen to this and dad, no, sorry. No. <laughs> no, they're gonna they're gonna listen to this. They said that just remember we love you we love you mom and dad we love you mom and dad no notes no notes (laughs) no notes no notes no notes no notes (laughs) what are you guys talking about y'all don't know what we talk about go watch yourself some new girl because that's a funny show yeah someone knows about new girl i watch new girl no notes. But, you know. Anyway, we, we, we appreciate everyone. Hey, um, real quick, if you ever want to um, get to know us a little bit more, if you live in the New Jersey area, come visit us at our church, House of Faith Ministries. Do you know the address? In 900 Edwin Street in? North, North Brunswick. 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 08902. North yeah. Brunswick. If you can, you can follow them. Um, if you want to, if you, you don't feel comfortable coming to church in person, you can watch Sunday mornings. YouTube. Sunday follow us on YouTube. Yeah. HLFM and J. Yeah, HLFM J. All right. Uh, check sure. these out. You know, hit the subscribe button and touch the bell. <laughs> 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 that's, that's an inside joke. That, <laughs> shout out to our, <laughs> shout out to our dad. <laughs> uh, also, if you want, 
Also, if you want to get to know me, you live in California area. I go to All People's Church. It's an amazing multicultural church. Um, we really are All People's. We're we're looking at five 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 University Avenue. Come check us out. Good question. Is yeah. five 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 fifty five fifty five? I just wanted to make sure. I wasn't sure whether like you you stuttered like five five. Five 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 like no. <laughs> fifty five fifty five University Avenue All People's Church. We have an amazing congregation, and you know if you don't live anywhere near us and you're listening to this and you don't have a you don't have a relationship with Christ, I want you to know um, you can you can invite him into your heart right now. Um, he's more than happy to come in and be your Lord and Savior. Um, he's our Lord and Savior for all of our lives. He'll and- change your life. And we are so excited. We're not we're not trying to sell you peaceful life. That's not the life of a Christian. But I know that God will be with you through every battle you go through. All right. We love you. Uh, you can also follow us um, Instagram. on Instagram. Where, where, you, where can you find us, Jude? I'm about to pull up the page so that way y'all don't try to say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also you can see in the bottom right here oh yeah right wait (laughs) (laughs) so you can follow us on instagram at confessions of pk that's c-o-n-f-e-s-s-i-o-n-s-o-f-p-k okay all right our logo is going to be a p and a k both of them are inside rectangles and it's kind of i think dan's embarrassed of us 100 percent Yes, all right. You can also follow the same um, uh, name on Facebook. And then if you can actually, you can actually follow that same name on all three platforms. And also, if you have any questions, you can ask us any questions, slides, questions in our DMs, or you can email us. Yeah, definitely. We're all about that. Email us at where? Oh. No emails. The reason why I don't want any emails is because that's going to be flooded. I'd rather. <laughs> this is true. Do this I'm pretty sure if you know our name, you can figure out what our email is. <laughs> you think, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But hey. we are so excited. We're grateful that you guys listen to us. Trust me, we're working hard to give you more content. Next next episode, we get to have a conversation with my amazing, beautiful sisters-in-law, uh, Asia and Karina. Oh, my they're gonna, goodness. They're going to talk about their life growing up as PKs. So, it just so happened, they're PKs. Uh, yeah, it just so happened, they're PKs. Yeah. And don't worry, one of these days you will hear from my wife. You know, her dad was a Sunday school teacher. Oh, so, okay. Uh, that would be a, a confession of a Sunday school teacher's kid. That's, that's a long title. Oh, and by the way, SSK. By the way, that intro you heard, I made that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My little brother, he definitely made that beat. We're really about to fire on that. made that video. Our producer. Dorcas is going to rap on it. Dorcas is going to rap on it. Well, because this will be in the future, but okay. Circus was the one rapping on it. Yes. Um, so our technical engineers were Daniel and Jude. Um, our researchers were Sam and Dorcas. Um, we're super stoked. And uh, this is going to be an adventure. So I hope you can come on this adventure with us. And we hope to see you next episode. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right, so, Love pizza so, chicken grease. For last time, this is Sam. 
Wait, hold on. The ju ju ju. If you are a pastor's kid and you do want to be on the show, but I guarantee, I want to say it right now, I love. you said no. I am not guaranteeing it. I'm just saying, if you have an interest, reach out to us in one of our platforms, and we'll be happy to talk. Okay. So, until next time, this is Sam. This is the most beautiful Dorcas. This is Jude. And this is the greatest, Daniel. I can't stand that. I want to do it over. I want to do it over. All right. Do it over. No. I want to do it over. Okay. Why? We're just going to do it straight, or do we have nicknames that we're doing? What we're doing? What we're doing? No. Well, this is, this is all unedited, so this is going to be fun. All right. So, let's. we're going to do nicknames. Go ahead. Knock it. Go ahead. Well, this is Sam. This is the most beautiful Dorcas. Crap. I have nothing. I'm juice. <laughs> Anyway, we all heard Juice nickname. Juice nickname is crap. Let's end this. And Daniel? No editing. I'm going to stick with the greatest, Daniel. Jesus is the greatest. And we're the Sephora's. Thank you for checking us out. Love, peace, chicken grease. Love, Love peace, chicken grease. By the way, you're going to hear that a lot from a love piece. You, you are. You're going to hear that a lot from the <laughs> From the What? Nike says it too. I and came up with it. it but okay. This is true. Stop recording. Hey guys, Jude here, and I just want to say thank you for listening to the first episode of Confessions of a Pastor's Kid. We really hope you enjoyed it. Now, the next episode will be dropping on December 10th. We will be talking to my wife, Asia, and my sister-in-law, Carmita. Make sure you don't miss it. Now, if you aren't already, also make sure that you're following us on Instagram at Confessions of PK, on Facebook at Confessions of a PK, and on Twitter at Confessions underscore PK. I know, don't ask me why we did that. Again, thanks for listening and stay blessed.